Well, we all need reminders, especially during this time of year. I know it's a kind of annual tradition in our house to, we're around the beginning of December, ask our kids, what's the meaning of Christmas? And usually they, they get it pretty well, but sometimes there's so much other stuff, so much other stuff that we focus on, it can be difficult. And so, you know, this is really a season of joy and excitement and wonder, and there's so much going on and so much that we're thinking about, but one of the things that's just so important during this time is to reorient our minds, to think to think through about reshaping our mindset, to focus on what the real meaning of Christmas is all about. And I know growing up for me, one of the people that did that for me, uh, he now passed away, but was my grandfather. Every year at Christmas, one of my favorite things was we would go to a family Christmas and we would all celebrate, but my grandfather would gather everybody together before we really started anything. And every year he would pull out his Bible and read the narrative passage from Luke chapter 2. And I just remember that for me, especially growing up and uh, many years not going to church, not really having a whole lot of context for that. That was something that just shaped my focus before we started everything, was that, that reading. And so that's one of those things that we have tried to do with our kids a little bit as well. We don't, right now it's kind of, we use the Jesus Storybook Bible. Uh, this is phenomenal for those that don't have it. But this has the birth narrative passage from Luke chapter 2 as well. Uh, but I want to do this today. I want to go to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to briefly look through this section. And we're going to see the real meaning of Christmas this morning. And then after this, we can go about our day, but hopefully, Lord willing, this will help shape our minds and hearts uh, regarding what God's word and what God's purpose for Christmas is all about. So let's look at the Christmas story together. If you want to open your Bibles, I have no PowerPoint this morning. It's very stripped back, and so you're, we're going to go old-fashioned. we got our Bibles or, well, somewhat new-fashioned. You can use our app. We still have that. There's sermon notes in the app as well that you can use this morning. But I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 20. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, Peace among those whom he is well pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Well, if you've been with us, and I know many of you have over the last several weeks, we've went through a series 
called Heard on High. And this whole series was all about the message of the birth story of Jesus that was given by angels to various characters. And so we began the series a couple weeks ago, and the first person we saw was Zechariah. And in, in each of these scenarios, the message is virtually the same, isn't it? The message is that the Savior is coming, the, the Messiah has come, he's being born in Bethlehem, he's here, he's arriving. Same message, but the response from all these people is different, it's diverse. And so the message that was given to Zechariah, he responded with disbelief. And then Nate, he killed it, did a great job preaching. And the message that was delivered to Mary, she responded with obedience. And then last night we saw the message that was given to Joseph. He responded with courage and love. And now finally we're going to see what the shepherds heard. We're going to see their response and we're going to see how they took this news and what they did with it. And so if you're following along with your your handout, uh, we're going to begin with our first point. The first thing we're going to see is the message. The message. Like I've mentioned, a lot of these messages are the same that we've heard through each week. So beginning with the message, we have... First of all, these shepherds. These shepherds are in a field at night outside of Bethlehem, and they're watching their sheep. Now, I just want to give you a little background regarding shepherds. In ancient Israel, during this period of time, shepherds were not looked on uh, very highly. It was a low-level position. Uh, They were lower-class citizens. In fact, pious Jews really didn't like shepherds very much because they spent so much time with the sheep. They always had to be around the sheep watching them that they weren't able to celebrate the Jewish festivals very often. And so... They weren't really seen as uh, religious. Uh, They were kind of lower class citizens. That's who these shepherds would have been. Poor, most likely. And one of the other things that's unique is imagine spending all your time with an animal. You probably don't have the greatest social skills. These guys were with their sheep 24-7. But I feel bad for these shepherds, in particular, the ones that are just outside of Bethlehem. You see, according to Jewish law, if you were a shepherd, you had to head out to the wilderness to take care of your sheep. These guys are close to Bethlehem, and if you know anything about the geography in Israel, that's very close to Jerusalem. Probably they're between Bethlehem and Jerusalem here, which means these poor guys didn't even get to hang out with the same sheep. They probably didn't even have time to name them because all these sheep would have been given to the temple for sacrifices. So these poor shepherds, not only are they looked down upon, not only are they spending all their time with their sheep, but they can't even name their stinking sheep because they're about to be slaughtered. So these guys have it rough. And while they're there, an angel appears to them and he declares this great news to them. A Savior has been born. The Messiah is here. And notice how the angel mentions the city of David. When we read through scripture about the city of David, often it talks about Jerusalem. But two times in this passage, it mentions the city of David and it's talking about Bethlehem. Why? That's where David was born. And Bethlehem was not a very big place. Throughout the A history of ancient Israel, Bethlehem was not a a highly regarded location. In fact, there was a prophecy about Bethlehem. We read this in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are too little to be among the clans of Judah, it says, From you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. You see, this little town of Bethlehem that David was born in, this was to be the birthplace of the Messiah. And so we see Jesus has come. This fulfillment of prophecy is taking place in Bethlehem. The Messiah is being born in this city of David. What an amazing message. This was an amazing message to Zechariah. 
This was an amazing message to Mary. This is an amazing message to Joseph. It is an amazing message to shepherds. And even though we've heard this message, this is now the fourth time that the Messiah has come, I hope it's always amazing to us. Let's never lose our our sense of awe at the reality of this good news that God sent forth the Messiah, his son, Jesus, at just the right time to be born in Bethlehem, born of a virgin. Jesus has come. Let's not have that grow old. I hope that's always fresh in our hearts. And so we see now, Jesus has come. This is the message that's given. And as a confirmation of this message, the angels give a sign to these shepherds. They say, you will find this baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now that must have been quite a shock to these shepherds. We know these shepherds are used to poverty. They're used to sleeping with animals. They're outside all the time with their sheep, keeping watch over them. But the Messiah, uh, the king, the, the coming king that was promised, why would he be lying in a manger? That would be something that would be for animals to eat out of. It's a trough for eating. And we hear that this baby is going to be wrapped up and lying in this manger. This is a humble story. And so for these shepherds, this must have been quite a surprise. They're used to poverty. But the Messiah, you know, one of those things I didn't mention either last night when you have a message that you're trying to move through pretty quick, Joseph and Mary didn't have much either. We read in this narrative that later on they're supposed to give a sacrifice because they've received the son and they give the cheapest possible, one of the cheapest possible sacrifices you can give uh, to, to the temple in order to dedicate this child because they didn't have much money. And so they were poor. This baby was born in a, a, a stable around animals. And now we see these poor shepherds hearing this message and this must have been quite a surprise. And so the first thing we see is the message. The second thing we see is the multitude the multitude. See, all of a sudden, one angel turns into a heavenly host, and the angels cry out in praise, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is well pleased. I can't imagine what the shepherds must have been thinking. Imagine to see all these heavenly hosts praising God, proclaiming the greatness of this Messiah. This must have been quite a sight. In fact, throughout Scripture, we don't really read of a multitude bursting in praise again in the New Testament until we get to the book of Revelation. And then we see this this whole group, this multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. I really think these shepherds, they're getting a foretaste of heaven. What they're seeing here in the middle of this field just outside of Bethlehem as the angels are proclaiming the greatness of God. This is a foretaste of glory. In fact, as we mentioned earlier, I'm sure that Lori Whiting's father right now is rejoicing in praise at his Messiah. And one of the things that I love, I mentioned this book. I know Nate talked about this book a couple years ago at Christmas time as well, but one of my favorite things it says is in the beginning of the section on Luke chapter 2, it's talking about the coming Messiah And here in the Jesus Storybook Bible, it says, Mountains would have bowed down, seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent snow is falling, he came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, he came. See, for me, it's so interesting in this story that the earthly perception, the earthly arrival of Jesus was quiet. I mean, he was there with a bunch of animals, and he was born in this little stable 
But see, even though it was quiet in regards to the earthly response, the heavenly heavenly response is not quiet. The angels couldn't remain silent. They cry out, glory to God in the highest. And so we see this multitude praising God. So we've seen the message, we've seen the multitude, and number three, we're going to see the mission. The mission. All of a sudden, this heavenly host, they disappear, and the shepherds are just standing there by the sheep. I'm sure there's bleeding in the background of the sheep. And they're looking at each other going, what just happened? This is crazy. And so after some deliberation, they determine that the best course of action is to follow through with this message that was given to them. Remember, the angel gave them a sign. He said, you'll find this child wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This is a sign of this message we're giving you. And so they determine as they deliberate with one another, let's go off to Bethlehem. Let's confirm this message. Let's find this baby And so they head off, and they go to Bethlehem. And there, just as the angel had declared to them, they find Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And I wonder what Mary and Joseph would have thought. And imagine that. Mothers out there who've had kids, I don't know, some people are different with sensitivity, but when you first have a child, especially your firstborn child, I don't know if you want a crowd of people hanging out right away, but all of a sudden this crowd of shepherds shows up. And they see this group of people, and they begin to talk, and we see that the shepherds, They can't help but share the message they just heard. They can't help but share the reality of what they've just seen from the angels, that this is the one that was promised. This is the Messiah. The angel told us to come find you. This is him. This is true. He is the Savior. I mean, they relay these things. They relay this good news to Mary and Joseph and anybody else who was in attendance at that time. And so I love the fact that these shepherds can't help but share the good news of this message they just got. And for me, I think this is a great reminder for us, beloved. If we truly believe that the gospel is good news for us, I mean, if we truly believe that there is a God and that we are sinners, but that God loves us so much that he sent his son to come and die for us, and that son rose from the dead, and through faith in him, We can have new life. We can have hope. If we really believe that message, shouldn't that pour out of us? I think these shepherds are a great reminder for us. They hear the good news, and then they just start spilling all this information to all the people around them. They can't help but share this. And for me, even though this is the mission of the shepherds to go find this child and then proclaim what they've just seen, what's our mission? Our mission is to share the gospel, to share with others this amazing hope we have, this good news that we have in Christ. And what better time to do it than at Christmas time? With your coworkers and friends and the people who don't know Christ as their Savior to say, you know what? This is the time for giving gifts. I've got the greatest gift ever. I've received Christ. And because of Christ, I have hope and I have life, and and this season is something I can celebrate. Are we sharing the gospel? I put in my notes, are you sharing the gospel? But I'm asking myself the same question. Am I sharing the gospel regularly? Is this pouring out of me? Is this pouring out of you? Are we relaying the good news that Jesus is the Messiah? He is the Savior of the world? These shepherds pose a good challenge for us. Finally, now we get to verse 20. And one of the things I love about this passage is the whole mindset has changed with these shepherds. And that's the fourth point. So far we've seen the message, we've seen the multitude, we've seen the mission, and now we're going to look at the mindset 
of these shepherds in verse 20. Luke chapter 2, verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned. That probably means back to where their flocks were. They returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. See, this amazing experience that just took place, the message they heard, the, the, the traveling they did, finding this child, sharing this good news with everybody in attendance, this has had a profound impact on these shepherds. And they respond to everything that's just happened by worshiping God through worship. And once again, I can't help but think this is a great example for us as well. What is the mindset that we should have for Christmas? For those kids out there who are still waiting for gifts, I know it's super tough. You're like, have this guy stop talking. I get it. It's excitement, it's fun. There's so much to be excited about at Christmas time, but what is the mindset we should truly have at Christmas? What is our mindset supposed to be this morning? Focusing on all the stuff, focusing on all the things we have to do, focusing on being busy. Let's pause for a moment and let's reorient our mind and set it to worship. Wherever your dial is at, if it's at presents, if it's at going to grandma's house, if it's about drama, whatever your dial is at right now, set it to worship. This season, you've been caught up in busyness. You've been focusing on all that other stuff. It's time to refocus your mindset. Tis the season for worship. This is what Christmas is all about. This is how the shepherds responded. They were just in these fields, these poor shepherds, hanging out with sheep, and God invaded their life with amazing news. And as a result of this news they heard, they went on their mission, they proclaimed the greatness of this news they just heard, and they, they changed their mindset to a, a mindset of worship. That night was just a normal night with some sheep. And it ended up being a time of praise, a time of worship, a time of adoration poured out to God for his greatness because Jesus has come. He has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so as we celebrate and remember the real meaning of Christmas this morning, let's remember to worship God for all that he has richly provided for us in Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we, again, just thank you so much for this season. We thank you for Advent, Father, because we know the Messiah has arrived. And Father, as we go about our day, I just pray that this good news would pour forth from us as we interact with those around us. Maybe we're going to go to a family party where an uncle or an aunt doesn't know you. And Father, I pray that you would lead, you would guide, your Holy Spirit would direct, but that something in the conversation that we would have would really show your gospel and show your greatness, Father. Maybe it's the hope that we have during this difficult season. Maybe it's the focus that we have in the midst of all the busyness, Father. Whatever it is, I pray that you would guide and direct us, Father, that our worship, it would overflow, Father, and people would see this good news, this hope that we have, and Father, they would respond and you would draw them to yourself and they would be impacted and, Lord, changed. We praise you for this season. We thank you for the privilege we have to worship. And as we close this time now, once again, singing your praises, Father, I pray that we would worship you and proclaim your greatness because, Father, you are above all other things, all other focuses this season. So we praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.